Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Please hang up and try again. Grab a slice of the epic podcast, don't stick it in your mouth, put it in your ear holes now. Ladies and gentlemen, Nelson Lugo, Schaefer the Dark Lord, and Rachel Shane. That's me! Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Pie Cast, episode 31. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. And I am your other, other host, Rachel Shank. Hey, the band's back together. We did it. We did it. Uh, I played while. drums. <laughs> I don't. I, I am on the maracas. Uh, See, then the band already has too many rhythm instruments. Or what are you gonna, not enough. What are, you gonna, are you gonna play a lead instrument? Yeah, I'll play. Yeah. A, I can already play a stringed instrument, guys. So, I can play the ukulele. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. 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 Hey, the White Stripes did it. I don't think you're actually very familiar with the instrumentation of that band. Yeah. Uh, there's a string and then there's a percussion. We haven't done a show <laughs> since February 2015. It is now April. Well, we, yeah, we skipped we skipped over March because fuck March. Fuck it. Is that why? Uh, well, I mean, that's the story I'm going with. Do you want to tell the audience the truth? I, that it was your fault, basically? I, I just heard a story about it. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 all right. Here's no, the well, real I'm story. I'm blaming Schaefer because Schaefer was no. out of town no. on a tour I was doing in... fun hey, things, hey. Uh, being, being hey. the artist he wants to be, oh and God. I'm never going to begrudge him that. I went and hung out with a bunch of jackasses in Texas and ate tacos and played <laughs> drunk rap shows. Did you eat kimchi? I absolutely ate kimchi fries, mm. and it was the best thing I ate all week. It yep. was actually, will probably continue to be the best thing I will eat all year. Uh, this is uh, North by, South by Southwest. South by Southwest. <laughs> yeah. North by Northwest in is Texas, it? which is north now. It's fine. I went no. down there and I did some shows. While I was gone, I told the guys, hey, this, the, there's a week out of the month where what I guys? Us. Oh. I am your host, Nelson Lugo, and I am your other other host, Fair Rachel enough. Shank. Fair enough. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah, yeah. I told these guys that uh, I can't do an episode this month. Uh, you guys take it. Yeah. Take this one without yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I just heard the story before we yeah. started recording what yeah. happened. Uh, there was a fire. There was no fire. Uh, there was a, I got kidnapped. Uh, it's called Shanghai when it's pirates. Yeah, well, t- yeah, the technical term, yeah. Shanghai, yeah. It, yeah. it actually went a little something like this. Uh, the day we were supposed to record, we had this idea 
I'm going to tell you the idea, and you're all going to be really sad that we didn't do it. We were going to watch an episode of Doctor Who Live and, like, riff tracks it. We were going to do that because we were ambitious. Yeah. We were yeah. so ambitious. So ambitious, yes. And the day of recording arrives, and I walk into Nelson's room because we are roommates. Yes, we are. Roommates. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise. And you guys made it official. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm just not allowed to say we live together. That's because the thing. We oh, don't oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's the language. Yes. That's, yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's yeah. Nelson semantics. No, no, no. Go Words on. mean things. Please, go on. I wish I had an apple. Anyway, <laughs> I looked at Nelson. And I said, "So are we doing this tonight?" <coughs> he said, "I don't know. You pick." And I said, <laughs> "You pick." Nah. So basically, it's your fault. Yeah, it's my fault. It's your fault we didn't do it. Yes. So I'm absolved of any wrongdoing. Uh, yeah, uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to say sure, because you've done enough wrong in the world, and I have not done enough <laughs> wrong. Um, I'll take this one. I'll just uh, take it. I'll just be the scapegoat for everything. Guys, I'm the reason we didn't riff tracks Doctor Who. So please send your hate mail to uh, epicpiecast at gmail.com. That's epicpiecast at gmail.com. In the subject line, could you just say, more like, Rachel sucks. <laughs> Guys, I'm not mad. I'm not worried. It was, you know what? It was a very, it was a very, March has been a real, March was a tough month. It was a busy month. It was busy. And it cold. was tough. It was miserable. There was a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just, March was not a good month. It's fine. Unfortunately. But we're back. It's, and we're it, here. It feels like we've kind of traveled through time in a sense because. What do you mean? Because the last episode. Yeah. It happened in a, in a different era. What are you talking about? When was the last episode? It was February? Yeah. yeah. It, was the, it was the love letter episode? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, existed in a different time than we live in now. I don't. Yeah. Wait. What are you that time about? when yeah. we recorded, February 2015, <clears throat> yeah. was in the time known as before the Star Wars trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Like, like food doesn't taste the same way anymore. <laughs> Somehow the songs that I hear on the radio, like I get them now. Uh, yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a whole new. That's like, a thing, I guess. Colors uh, have more pigment now. It's crazy. Um, I I watched uh, that Star Wars trailer and mm. uh, it was great. It was it was uh, I I was very moved by it and very excited for that movie. So uh, I'm not crying. You're crying. Shut up. I didn't cry. I I mean I I honestly don't get the tears. I mean, is it is it because is it, is it because Han Solo says we're home and that's that's the that's the tear jerky part or was it the rolling ball droid which or... is real yeah yeah no that's a real that's an actual that prop gets yeah it's a working that gets me uh, or was it like the downed star destroyer what is it star destroyer yeah, yeah. I... um do you really want to know yeah what's what's the misty like I I mean obviously it's different for different people but what got you misty Shofu? uh I didn't. Get misty. I, I know a lot of people are posting about the Star Wars trailer and like, oh my god, tears. Oh my god, I'm literally, literally crying. I uh, sobbed. <laughs> In fact, uh, I did, and then I came home and watched it again, and I and, and then I did again. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And if I tell this story, I might again. Uh, oh dear. Wait. So hold on. So but so. Are you are you saying that it's not just the trailer that the trailer something about the trailer brought up something for you, nostalgia wise? 
Uh, it did. Okay. Um, so it was. It wasn't the trailer per se. It's what the. It's what. It's what the trailer did that represents something to you greater than the movie. Yeah, I'm okay. not. I'm not overwhelmed because oh my god, I can't wait for this two hours of entertainment. Right. I, I mean, obviously. I have had a very, very warm relationship with uh, Star Wars sure. since I was. A, I always, always used to say Star Wars is a big part of my childhood, and that's ridiculous. Star Wars has been a big like part of my entire life, and those asshole characters um, from those corny little space operas, they. I spent so much intimate time with them in my developing years that those fucking asshole make-believe people feel have always felt like family to me. So that one shot, the one that they they threw the big punch where they were going to hit, <clears throat> where they were going to like pluck everybody's heartstrings and they nailed it. Mm -hmm. um, they have these, these they're like loved ones that you thought you would never see again, like 32 years later. Yeah, yeah. And that also with making an announcement that they're home. And it just, I don't know, it's, it, I, I just felt incredibly overwhelmed by it. I guess I should also probably point out that a big part of my experience with Star Wars is always enjoying those movies with my mom. Ah, right. Um, sure, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, because yeah. she was a, my mom and I was a kid, so right. she's going to have to – driving to some sort of picture box house or, or something. I don't have a <laughs> yeah. job or yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. I can't just go and see Star Wars. No, no, no. I, no, I need, no, I need no, no. I somebody to take care of me and do that. So Yeah, I get that. Um, I, I, was, I was surprised how uh, overwhelmed I, wa I was uh, watching that. Wowzers. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> It's like they even no, framed it in that shot, that like iconic shot of the two of them. Like, no, I get it. I guess Star Wars for me hasn't ever really been uh, that kind of. And uh, Schaefer's getting a oh, Schaefer's getting a hug from Rachel because uh, Schaefer is crying, yes. and it's kind of sweet. Well, um, I knew you weren't gonna do it, so what? I'm, 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 I am as close to him physically as I've ever been in. Like, <laughs> but you just, you can uh, just take that one arm and just like, just drape it over his shoulder. I'm just saying. Um, just I don't like touching people. Um, but enough about me. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess Star Wars for me is, I mean, I love the movies and I, and I love, uh, and I love the memories associated with them, but they weren't. They were they, they, those movies that were not part were never really part of the fabric of my right growing up. You know what I mean? Like I appreciated them, I watched them, I loved them, I collected the toys. I I was always excited for that kind of universe. Yeah, you know, I pretended I was a Jedi. I made a lightsaber out of a flashlight and a and you know uh, uh, a tube. You know, um, but they there it's not intricately woven into the fabric of my adolescence. Like, like for so many people, uh, you know, um, so I guess as, as, as much as I think that trailer is just pitch perfect in its, in its way of, of delivering the news of the new movie, it just, you know, I, I got very excited because I want to see a new movie, I guess, yeah. you know, but I didn't, I didn't connect with it as a whole lot of people, not just you are connecting with it. Oh no, it's, um, there's a lot of people. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I'm, well, Star Wars sort of came into my life at around the time that I was sort of embracing my own nerdiness. Like the, the prequels came out when I was prepubescent. So like all of this hype happened about it and that was disappointing. And I remember 
being young enough to have bad enough taste in humans that I was like, ooh, Hayden Christensen's so handsome. <laughs> I was very, very dumb. I'm getting better, maybe. What I don't is he know. doing now? Nothing. Isn't like, that sad? Isn't that so sad for him? So we basically just did two Star Wars movies and that was it. Yeah. I mean, he was in Life as a House and uh, something, something else. Something Glass. Uh, or maybe it was a glass house. I don't know. No, the, the, yeah, uh, there's a, some movie that had glass where he was like a plagiarizing journalist. Our roommate Kara's like screaming at me right now. I know it. Oh, because um, she knows all she, that. She no, we play a game called Which is Faster, Kara or IMDb, and it's always Kara. <laughs> it is always Kara. <laughs> Today's her birthday, actually, Aww. as we're recording this. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Kara. She's. One day I'll meet you. Maybe. You should come over for dinner. Maybe. I'll cook for you. I'm really Uh, good at it. Anyway, so so I digress. But so that came out. And so I ended up watching like all of them sort of like as a as like a group. All six films? Yeah. Yeah. I had all I had like the box set. Like I got that for Christmas one year when Uh I was in high school and it was like fucking awesome. And so it's sort of like the harbinger of me being nerdy and being into like science fiction and hmm. and all of this like that in Lord of the Rings like I became a film nerd and like an actual nerd in like one go so fair enough yeah if there was going to be a trailer I was going to get emotional for it would have been for uh, Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice which which the trailer of that came out as well mm-hmm. um, not too long after the Star Wars one the yeah. next um, day well, the leak yeah. came out the next day. Yeah. It was yeah. a good... Well, it was leaked, yeah. I mean, Ooh, it, 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 officially, it officially released like a few days later. How did mm-hmm. you feel about that trailer? Yeah. You know what? I, <laughs> I'm going to... I guess I'm going to be like the one person in the world who's going to say this, but I actually liked it. Um, I thought... I mean, in a, <laughs> I guess the joke is in the, in a, in the great departure, in, in, a, in a wonderful great departure from uh, DC comic book hero movies... Uh, this movie is going to be dark and gritty, um, right? That's... And none of because none because because DC point. doesn't know how to make anything but dark and gritty. Well, that's because Green Lantern went so poorly, and they were they're just like, no, we'll never do that again. <laughs> Green Lantern. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, they did make that movie, that's and true. they did it like all brightly colored and you know yeah. silly jokes. Yeah, and, yeah. and they, but was... I mean, they also gave that treatment to uh, the the post Burton Batmans the yeah. the Batman just, the yeah. Schumachers the Schumacher oh god the Schumacher the Schumacher the Schumachers um, and so they they just they can't find the middle ground right now so they're they're like the like the teenager who went from like <laughs> I love my little pony to like I'm fucking goth now <laughs> my bedroom's so black good. my bathroom's black like my soul I call um, the but the thing is, um, I think I think I think you know they're they're taking a lot from Dark Knight Returns essentially yeah. it's a, it, the applause bar from Dark Knight Returns and I fucking love Dark Knight Returns yes so just to, to see an adaptation a loose adaptation of Dark Knight Returns give it to me fuck yeah I mean um, as as much as people hate uh, Affleck in the role I think he looks fantastic in it um, well they poo-pooed Heath Ledger as uh, the Joker so that's yeah, always going to be my um, defense I'm going to be think, like don't um, um, I think don't judge till you know uh, uh, the, the new Batmobile is fucking badass it's like a it's like a hybrid between like the classic Burton Batmobile and the and the and the Tumblr. the Nolan Tumblr cool um, and uh y- I'm excited. I here's the thing. I want to see a movie where Batman beats the shit out of Superman. That's what I want. And that's what this movie is going to deliver and I'm going to see it 100 times. I'm I've never been really big into the Justice League or 
or many of the characters of the DC universe. But right. I gotta say, I'm excited about this movie, and I'm excited about the other ones, the ones that are coming down the road. Yeah, I'm me really, too. I'm really excited about Suicide Squad. I think Jared, I'm stoked. For I can't Suicide wait to see Squad. Jared Leto play Joker. I have Joker. never ever ever be awesome. been into Suicide Squad. Did you Suicide see the, Squad. the the image? Yeah, have, of what? Yeah, Jared Leto? The, of Jared Leto. Oh, it's good. Uh, I have never been a fan of Suicide Squad because I always thought it was a, a like a like a D list um, uh, team up book, um, but for some reason a Suicide Squad movie intrigues the fuck out of me. Yeah. So uh, he uh, that guy Killer Croc's gonna be in it. <gasps> Waylon Jones in Suicide Squad, yeah. Nice. And it's that nice. guy from who played like uh, BC from uh, Oz. Oh yeah, he was also on Lost. Oh, he's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, um, I gotta say, I'm really excited for Jason Momoa's uh, Aquaman. Yeah, I saw uh, that that yeah, promo he looks shot. Good. Uh, <laughs> he looks. Oh, Carl Drogo. Um, I mean, look, and I get look, and I, and I get, I get that some of these other heroes, like like Wonder <laughs> Woman and Aquaman, are gonna be mostly cameos. Um, don't care. And yeah, I don't care. You're right. I honestly do not no. care. I want to see these embodiments of like Aquaman has never ever had his own filmed treatment at all. I mean, he, there was a there was a pilot made. Yeah, which was a really crazy. This is crazy. The, the, the pilot for a TV show was actually kind of good. Yeah. There was an Aquaman TV. There was an yeah, Aquaman was pilot. pilot. The guy made. who played um um uh, Green Arrow. Green Arrow in, in Smallville. Smallville was Aquaman. Yeah, huh. it was. Yeah, it was and actually it was actually kind of good. Uh, I liked it wasn't it. Ving Rhames, was it? No, who was no, it? It was, was uh... <sighs> internet screaming at me. Wait, uh, um, uh, oh god, uh, I'll IMDb. No, wait, later. It, it might... was it that kid from Queens, Vinny Chase? No, wait, it might actually be Ving Rhames. No. I thought it no. Oh, fuck. I can't remember now. This is going to be a fantastic year for movies, um, I must say. Because uh, you're Ant-Man, into that sort of thing. Well, <laughs> and I am. Because uh, New Avengers, Avengers 2 is coming out. Yeah. Um, we've got Ant-Man, which looks I am hilarious. so yeah. excited for uh, Ant-Man. I love Ant-Man. Yeah. Uh, uh, the new Ant-Man comic book is so funny. Is it? It's so funny. Is that on Comixology? Yes, it is. I'm going to read that then. Read it. The new Ant-Man comic book is fantastic. No, um, but is it on your Comixology? It's on my account, yes. You can, <laughs> then I yes, will read it. You silly goose. Yeah. Uh, then we have Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, what's the other one? That... Uh, we have, ooh, 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 we have Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah, that's what I said. Avengers oh, 2. Avengers oh, 2, you, Ant-Man, Star Wars. I am not necessarily excited for the Fantastic Four movie, only because I'm nervous about it. I'm actually I'm actually intrigued. I, they, I will go see it. Oh, wait, they, no, a Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Yeah, that's oh, kind of a big God. deal. This is going to be a big... I want to see Jurassic World. Guys, can I just... I'm yeah. going to say two words, and uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to throw them at you. Sure. And if you don't, if you're not into it, just like throw it fucking back at me. <laughs> okay. Field reports. field reports. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were going to say it. Wait, <laughs> wait, what's field reports? Field reports where we go see things. Oh, where we were like, and... guys, Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man did... 2 was poops. Guys. Super poops. Godzilla was almost a fun. <laughs> we only did those twice. It's not like we have a whole, like, we don't have a proud tradition of field reports. Well, we keep thinking we're going to. <laughs> yeah. I keep saying, I mean, Rachel said, like, the last time, hey, yeah. do some, get a field report, something from South by yeah. Southwest. I didn't, 
Yeah, I figured you it didn't. didn't make. I couldn't though it's okay. because we didn't I only, even do the whole podcast. I so only, I'm not mad. I only had my phone, which has a recording device in it, uh, on it uh, in my hand constantly. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> like that's what I thought about later. Like I, I'm just what a dick. <laughs> the thing is, is that I realized with this also the time off. Maybe it's not just because we're in a post second Star Wars episode seven teaser world now. Sure. Yeah. sure, sure. Maybe it's also because I've learned that when I'm not recording or editing the epic pie cast right uh i don't think about the epic pie cast <laughs> <laughs> and i forget to do things like i need to be picking up material it's like unless i see the two of you doing it i'm not can you tell me how you do that because i think about this shit constantly i'm do like you? what can we do yeah i'm uh, planning i'm planning on guests. I, make, I make up this shit as i go along seriously like i just kind of Wake up, show up, talk for a little bit, and then boop, Bob's your uncle. I'm plotting over here. I'm uh, planning. I got ideas for this podcast. <laughs> of course, I feel like I'm the podcast nerd, though. I, I'm i pretty sure I listen to the most podcasts of all of us. Oh, I don't know. I might I might, have, I, I, I might give you a run for your money. I'm listening to a lot right now. Are you listening to Thrilling Adventure Hour? Uh, no. Are but... you listening to We Got This? No. Are you listening to Welcome to Night Vale? I am. Oh, do you like it? I, I love Night Vale. Oh, I uh, love it. Cecil Baldwin is a really nice human. That's right. You met him. I did. I auditioned <laughs> for him. Um, weird. <coughs> but anyway, so uh, what's what's the topic uh, for this uh, month? What are we going to do? Well, when we when we left here, yeah. we kind of snarked on one of our listeners. Yes, we did. Oh, dear. Yes, we oh. did. Now, at the end of that conversation nelson goofed and suggested that everybody send in their career advice questions uh, for next no, month no that was me oh that was you <laughs> take go back take the tape because i said it and you guys laughed and i was like i'm not really i was you know what serious you're right let's go to the tape twbb i'd like to answer your two questions oh dear number one five thousand dollars number two adderall <laughs> Next month, please send us your career advice questions to the podcast at gmail.com and we will gladly answer all of your professional queries. <laughs> oh my God, please send us career advice questions. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right. Look at that. It's my uh, young brain. It remembers things. <laughs> yeah. the, the old men of the podcast. Rachel suggested that our listeners then write in career advice questions. And drunk and emails. And drunk emails. <laughs> right. And as it turns out, we got a number of them. Yeah, we, we, got, did. we got a few of them. Yeah. Now, now I, I feel like, so it might be fitting then, we'll, we'll say that April is going to be a month that is a time when one might be thinking about finding a new job. Sure. Because they've just sent all of their money to their <laughs> federal and state government. Yeah. In a burlap bag with a dollar sign drawn on the side of it. Oh, mine had two dollar signs on it. Really? Yeah. It was a lot of money. Yeah. yeah a you, lot of money. you actually yeah. ended up having to pay a whole lot of taxes this year. I did. It's it's uh, almost pornographic. It's staggeringly. You know what? It's staggeringly a lot. It's it's uh, it's gauche uh to talk about money. But but I sent <laughs> dollars to oh, the federal and state government. Good gravy. Um, I, I guess that's the oh, that's that the song. price of uh, success. No, <laughs> that's it's, well. I mean, you sold a lot of, you sold a lot of albums this year. That contributed. I, that it. is not why I had to send them that much money. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, just, I whatever. <laughs> oh, God. 
so a number of people may be thinking about uh-huh. looking for a new job if 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 um, you've been sending your so money. So this up. is so this is apropos. The topic is apropos. Yeah. We can ta- given we, the month. We, we can talk about Taxes. careers, jobs, money, and I feel like if we're going to ans- answer anybody's questions, sure, 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 any sure. of their career advice questions, yeah, we should probably um, make our qualifications. Oh, show them, show <laughs> them our resumes. Yes. Uh, we are. I'd say the three the three of us are. Yeah. I think this is a fair description. Sure. We are all. Quasi professional art dicks. I was just gonna say assholes. I wasn't even gonna put art in it. Three quasi professional art dicks. Yes. Who have to pay the rent. Yes. Which means all three of us have gone through a fuckload of weird jobs. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> none of us have a conventional career. Oh goodness, no. 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 no not at all. So I feel no. maybe we should then. Uh, <laughs> We're going to have a conference meeting right now in our okay. in our studio. So you know that when we answer your career advice questions, we don't know what the fuck <laughs> we're actually talking about. So this this is or this is for do. fun. Maybe maybe we're this actually is a novelty. qualified. Because we've had so many shitty jobs. Lugo, what do you do for a day job right now? Uh, I can't tell you. God damn it, I thought that that was going to work. <laughs> I can tell you when you're not recording. He does a job somewhere. What do you, what do you, Rachel, what do you do for a day job right now? For for right now, yeah. I am a nanny. Aww. That's, See, yeah. that, one's, that one's fun. That yeah. one's, it's a yeah. good kid it's and pretty much good parents that, uh, and your friends. Well, give, me, yeah. give, give, us, give us the list. What, what was like, what, what's, the, what's your litany of terrible jobs you've had over the years? Food service. Lots and lots of food service. I'm really good at it, but I hate it. I have been an auction coordinator. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, did you did you actually get to do the sold? No, 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 no. I had to do all like the behind the scenes stuff, like, oh, like the coordinating and the, the... you know, because a coordinator is one who coordinates. <laughs> uh, words mean things. I know. Words mean things. Apparently. Uh, so no, I did. It was my job to like gather the the prizes and the liaison I don't think, with. I don't think auction items are called prizes. They're not. It's not a raffle. I well, it's a prize, but you win when you, you win the. Pri- you win an auction. Yeah. What right, is? Right. But what it's is not it? a pri- I, I Fine. The lots. Thank you. God. Hey, words mean things. I'm wow, that was shop talk. Yeah. Lots. I was alienated by that because I don't know. That. <gasps> yeah, that's why I said prizes because I want to just keep this like. Easy going and no, like no, no. fun and wanna, stuff. I wanna, I wanna know Wait, did you did you know the word lots? Yeah. Like, what have you been to auction? And that's what you say, right? You don't say you've been to an auction. You say you've been, <laughs> been to, auction. to auction. Yes, right. it was a silent auction. I've uh, coordinated I've, a couple of them now. I've I've been to auctions. Okay, shut up. Uh, <laughs> you've not. Been, well, did you buy anything? Did, what did you bid on? Uh, I, I I've bid on stuff. I've never actually won anything. Okay, auction coordinator. Uh huh. I have been a caroler during the holiday season. Really? You got paid to carol? carol? Yes, I got I I got paid to carol for consumer reports. So we sang Christmas carols with the lyrics altered to talk about consumer reports. Oh dear. So we're like, Yelp is getting a bad review. Blah blah blah. Something like that. It was crazy. It was it was fucking weird. Where did you do that? Um all around the city. 
Like, we hopped in a van. It was fucking freezing. We did it in front of FAO Schwartz. We did it at Bryant Park. We were all over the city singing bullshit Christmas carols. And that's not even the worst job I've ever had. What's that was actually kind of fun. And then we handed out hand sanitizer, which was weird. That's so... There are... <laughs> We've done some weird freaking jobs. Wait, so, so what's, what was the worst? Oh. Before I... Uh, Enrolled in college during the summer, I was part of a staffing agency, and they sent me to a factory called Ameriqual, uh, which is a factory that does canning and the MREs for soldiers. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I, it's it's a processed food. Plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like canning and packaging and all of this stuff. And the very first day on the job they put me in the refrigerated room and my job was to take Vienna sausages and put them into the packaging before the packaging like flew by so you you had to do you had to do it fast so I'm I'm standing in this line and I'm with some older ladies who are like really good at this and I am not. I am the absolute opposite of good at this. And I'm reaching I'm reaching into this like brine water and pulling out three Vienna sausages at a time in each hand and trying to drop them into my little sections. And there's this this metal square blockade situation. So every time the Vienna sausages brush past, it knocks my hand repeatedly, just oh. again and again and again, like knocking my knuckle, knocking my knuckle. And I'm cold, and the brine has started to get into my my gloves, and I have to do this this task, this rote task for eight hours. I got That's up crazy. at six in the morning, drove to this factory, and was there for eight hours. And I come home from this, and I walk into my parents' kitchen and I just fall into a heap and my mother's standing in the kitchen smoking a cigarette and I just look at her and I say I feel like I've just sold my silver eight dollars an hour just in this heap because like my hands hurt and I'm cold and I'm tired because I'm not used to being up that early and she looks at me I kid you not she says you're going back tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I went back the next day and they put me in the warm room oh. with all the cookies. And then my job was just take a rag and like wipe the crumbs away from the edges that were going to be, that were going to like seal up so the seal wouldn't be so faulty. Yeah, okay. But apparently they do that to the, to the young like staffing kids and they call it the make sure your kid goes to college job. Oh, I found dear. this out later and I was just like, Fuck you, America. You don't you don't even have what it takes Fuck to handle Vienna you. sausages. You should go and get a degree. I'm just look, just saying. <laughs> just, maybe do that. It was it was crazy. Wow. I mean, I was already gonna go to college. So, but you only did the you only did the, the, the sausages one day. The one day, but it was How the, long did you continue working there in uh, the cookie division? Oh, I got moved around. <laughs> uh, I only did the cookie division for like a couple days and then they put me up as like an MRE inspector. So what I did was I made sure that the the seals around the MREs didn't have any bubbles. And if they did, I'd, like, throw them behind. And by that point, I was, like, so old hat at it that I was able to, like, sneak my headphones under my, like... My, yeah. my, my net hat. And I was just, like, jamming out and just, like... 
yeah. inspecting MREs. After that, it was like a fine job, and I did it till I started uh, started that semester. So it was just like for a summer. But that one day, wow, lives with me. Like to now, I would have met. That was the first job you ever had. No, no, no. I worked at I worked oh, at okay. like little burger joints when I was in in high school. Got it. I've been working since I was old enough to drive. Actually, before I was able to drive, because I was like a babysitter when I was 12. Fair enough. I was born to labor. Wow. That's pretty crappy. Yeah. That was fun. What about you, Schaefer? Oh, God. What's your, what's your litany of terrible jobs? I mean... You've actually had some of, of, of... Everybody I know, you've had some of the, like, the most interesting worst jobs ever. Well... I mean, I got stuff like I was 14 years old and I got to work in a movie theater. That was my first job. It was illegal, but they let me work there and sell popcorn. <laughs> I worked at like three different pizza places. I think I got fired from all of those. Sure. Um, gosh, I've worked at video stores. Um, I worked at a video duplication house in Manhattan for a while. Uh, it wasn't the worst. I don't think it was the worst job I've ever had, but it was definitely working for the worst person I've ever known. Uh, sure. Uh, I currently work in a, a, a job doing what I won't disclose here. Sure. I, I, my, my day job is currently on Wall Street. I was a messenger for a film company in San Francisco. I drove a van around the city all day. I was a personal assistant to a dominatrix. You uh, worked you worked in a, in a porn shop too, didn't you? Yeah, I worked in a porn shop. I worked in two porn shops. I worked in one of them for three days. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was it that horrible or did yes. something happen? Or I didn't want to work there. Okay. I worked in the other one for four years. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, I worked in the four-year one first. It was when I was in college. And when I was down on my luck in, in New York and I didn't have any money, I went and got a job at this porn shop. And it was after three days. I was like, I, I don't want to do this again. I, for the most part, have good memories of, of working at the porn shop. It was a pretty good job. I was able to study there and um, goof off. And I would bring other movies there and just sit and get high and, and listen to college radio. And uh, For the most part, it was a, it was a fine job. But it was like... But when that job sucked, it sucked on such a spectacular level. <laughs> like it couldn't be like, oh god, I work at Applebee's and tonight there was like this this really annoying birthday party there. Oh, and they didn't tip me. That's cool. That's cool. That was your bad night at work. Oh dear. That's oh man. Bad. My bad work would be would be a night where in addition to mopping up cum, I would also have to mop up vomit. That was uh, those would be special. Oh. Did, did you did you get a lot of because uh, I, I, I would imagine that the the you had varying degrees of clientele, like just people who were coming in to like you know, uh, you know, get something that they've never been in there before, but they're getting something funny or yeah, or kitschy those... for for like a friend, right? And then you have the people who um, are like the sex positive advocates that are in there either resupplying or oh no getting... no this is in Iowa City, Iowa in the mid nineties, so no those oh. No. That, those weren't though. The, no. So what, what was the kind of clientele? You it had? was like yeah, the kind of looky loose college students getting stuff for like frat parties and or, or various you know people get bachelor and bachelorette parties. Sure. But um, and then the rest of them were just people who were looking for the porn, the weird things to get them off. Yeah. And we had like we had jerk off booths there and with the the video arcade. Oh sure sure so the, the the peep shows. The first couple of years I worked there, I had to clean those and that was 
that's I mean that's the worst job that to ever have to do. It's just horrifying. Yeah, I bet that's. I got would get cruised all night. This is I was you know twenty years old or something, and uh, the hardcore creeps were just cruising me all the time. Everybody just like I worked the, the shifts till like two a.m. and the guys would just like walk around the shop and like with their dick out and jerk off and stare in at the me. aisles. Yeah. Oh, good. Gravy. Or they'd leave me like there was this guy that we all called Pig Farmer uh, because <laughs> because apparently he was a, an incredibly successful pig farmer and was oh, very right. very well off, but. Uh, he would, like, slip notes. He'd leave them, like, on the counter as he was going around the corner back to the booth. And it would be, like, they would say, clerk boy, let me suck you $100. Like, every fucking night. Ugh. Oh, and then there was this weird <sighs> thing. One night I was working there, and yeah. uh, it was almost 2 in the morning. And the door suddenly opened and then slammed shut. And I looked around. Nobody else was in the store. I was like, oh, that's that's frightening. And I went over to open the door to see, what was it? Was somebody out there fucking with me? And when I did, I found a fucking mound of dead birds. I presume it was somebody who had some sort of anti-pornography stance and it was some kind of protest or vandalism or, or okay. scare tactic thing. Sure. But somebody came to this porn shop and dumped a box full of dead birds, pigeons, in a oh. pile outside the front door. Like and ran dead off. how? Like Like – like mutilated natural causes or like was well it... the medical examiner wasn't working that night no that's... so <laughs> was it was it obvious that someone had killed them was it bloody or it was, was it... obvious that it was done by a right-handed man standing approximately five foot six inches tall i hate you so much right now what do you, does it matter if they went out gathering them or killing them it was just a bunch of dead birds and that sucks because you know what else sucks live birds <laughs> so that was the the porn shop. I have I do have some good memories um, of that place, but yeah. for the most part, that was the worst job I've ever had. And you did it for four years. Yeah. I did it for four years. I did well because I they let me stop washing cum off of the video screens. I was like, I think maybe I've paid my dues. Yeah, maybe you could get the graveyard shift kids to do that, and um, I could have some dignity back. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Do you well, know that when you spray it with water, it activates the scent? Did you guys know that? No, because I've been doing it for two years. Um. Okay. That's how I'm qualified to answer your career advice questions because I no longer do now that. Now I have a career advice question. What is the most efficient way to get semen out of things? Um, here's the thing. When you're when you're cleaning it at a place like the the adult shop and when you're when your boss is wanting to keep the store clean, mm-hmm. it's usually not that difficult because it's usually pretty fresh. Yeah. It's still glistening. Mhm. Um, I would I would guess maybe like a a, a water white vinegar situation like yeah. cleans and disinfects at it was the same a, it was time. A, it was a bleach mixture okay yeah yeah um, so it would be really overpowering the smell of bleach and freshly deposited semen, semen. yeah Ugh. bleach and semen sounds like a great metal band also you could smoke oh. in the porn shop and oh. a lot of the guys who would go up into the booth and cruise all day they would just sit up there and chain smoke there's no ventilation and they just put the like you know crush the cigarettes out on the floor so it smelled like being inside. Of like a Star Wars trash compactor sized ashtray filled with bleach and cum. God damn it. Anybody else beside me like hungry? Holy shit. I wish I'd gone before you because I can't follow that. So Nelson, oh, God. tell us about your career adventures. Well the thing is I think I think out of the two of you, I have done the most things. Um like I have had so many fucking jobs. Uh, first job I had out of high school um, was uh, uh, putting up fireworks tents for the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Those like roadside um, firework uh, 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 
pop-up stands, I guess they call them. And so my, my job was to, was to uh, put them together with a crew, decorate them. And, and this is in Florida. This is Orlando, Florida in, in like the middle of the summer, like June, and where it's wet and fucking humid. And it's like raining. being inside of a mouth. Yeah. yeah. And on the best of days, it was horrible. Uh, backbreaking labor. Uh, I literally With explosives. Well, <laughs> no, I never, I never got to handle the explosives. I never, I never got the fun part. Like so, like another crew would come in later to stock the. You just, you just the set stand. up the tents. Just, no, yeah, basically, we, we would we would set up these, and they weren't like the easy like aluminum fold out tents. These were mm-hmm. like wooden posts with. I mean, I was like putting up basically a one ring circus tent. Every day for like three weeks, sometimes three I or bet four you in a were day. So fit. Oh god, yeah, I guess I was. But Wait, when was this? Out of high school? It was. It was like it was this summer right after high school. Um, and then I washed dishes for exactly three weeks in a very like hoity-toity rich um, person restaurant um, called Sam Sneed's Tavern in Orlando, Florida. Uh, and then I quit that job really fast. Uh, and then. Um, I think the coolest job I've ever had uh, is uh, I worked for this place called Terror on Church Street. Mm -hmm. And it was a year-round haunted theme attraction, which was basically this old two-story building that was just this giant path that you circumvented and things would come out and scare you. And it was all year round. And uh, it was my first paid acting gig, and I was making more money than my dad at the time. And uh, and I had saved up all that money to go to school in New York. I also call that the weird Nelson time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, was, that's what happened. Was, yes. Uh, cool. Well, the thing is, I was, I mean... At the time, I was a very sheltered, very naive kid, like not particularly worldly, not particularly experienced in anything, really. Um, you looked like one of the members of Crisscross Cross, too. Hannah. Pro- yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, uh, a very, a very, a very Latin crisscross. Um, but because you know, and like I would see the goth kids at high school, and I, I wanted to hang out with them, but I never yeah. felt like I was cool enough to hang out with them. So I was like a closet goth. And, but at this job, I would show up at 6 p.m., right, wear all black, scare people for eight hours, um, basically uh, go home, like, and then like go out, have dinner, have drinks with my friends. By the time I get home, it's sunrise. Go to sleep all day and then do it all over again. I kept mm-hmm. vampire hours. And, and I had that job for a good long while, and <laughs> screaming became positive reinforcement for me. Because as I scared people, when they screamed, I was that doing my job. That you were doing your job well, yeah. yeah. So my girlfriend at the time got very concerned about my actions uh, in that period. I don't know what happened to me. I got very weird. Wait. Uh, I can't ever believe when I say this to, to you. Yeah. Um, ever. Yeah. But I'm going to do it. Sure. Can I hear a little more? About... I feel like there's some details that you left yeah. out there. Uh, Your well, girlfriend a, was a, scared because you well, seek scared. To seek she, screams and positive here, reinforcement. She wasn't, she like, wasn't scared because I mean it was I, like I was never in, she was never in danger of me. That's not the kind of person I am. But like the the sex got you know very experimental. That's and, what I'm talking. Yeah. About. Yeah. See, there were there uh, were two ways that they 
the road could have gone yes. like two, you could have just been like and i fucking hid behind corners and scared the <laughs> shit out of girlfriend no. repeatedly because uh, i couldn't turn it off i couldn't no. turn it off it was a really weird time it was it a was. weird time well, i mean you know i was god i was maybe 18 19 somewhere in there um and my girlfriend at the time like you know we were very young very virile very uh sex hungry and we are experimenting got uh gothic i guess is probably the the most uh uh the easiest term i can get um and uh and but then i but then i got accepted to acting school and, and left for new york shortly thereafter where i had a litany of other sort of terrible jobs um but I think I worked for the Jim Henson Company at one point for oh, yeah. two years. I was a full body puppeteer for the Jim Henson Company for a good long while. Um, that was fun as fuck. I wish I was still doing that. Um, I think the worst. I, I think the worst thing I ever did. It wasn't the worst job. I, I just like you. Like I worked for the worst human being. I was gonna say, don't tell me the worst thing you've ever done. No, I thought you were okay. I feel like, it well, was, the worst uh, thing I've ever done is for, I don't. No, 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 no. No. Well, uh, the, the worst, worst thing you've ever done ever or the worst thing you've ever done for money? Because those are very different. Good. They can be the same, but I, I'm just saying, no, I was yeah. just like, I don't, no. I don't, I don't want to ever have a conversation with Nelson. He's no. like, let me tell you the worst thing I've ever done. Because because yeah. I feel like there's something really dark is about to happen. Yeah, and I he's feel like, like confe- he's like getting all this shit gonna, off like his chest. He's gonna like open his skull no, and your all, face is never, gonna melt. Like I would never have that conversation on the podcast. First of all, but the um, it was my time when I worked at the magic shop um, I, when I was a manager at Phantasma Magic Shop. Oh, in Manhattan. Yeah, mm-hmm. and th- working working in a magic shop is as awesome and as horrible as you might imagine it to be. Because mm-hmm. even even as incredible as it is to be in a magic shop, it's still retail, right? Yeah. So um, and I was a manager, so I didn't really get to do any of the fun stuff. I was always in the back room, like filling orders or dealing with customer service or changing light bulbs like I did all of the busy work essentially but the thing is I really loved that job I would still be there if my boss wasn't a humongous asshole what a fucking douche nozzle this guy is um he just he hates everything and he he for some reason just um he's horrible to everybody but I just felt like I was getting a lot of his bad behavior towards me because I was the guy who had, he had to deal with every fucking day. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was, Oh God, it was fucking horrible. And also like, I don't like magicians. Uh, and I got, there was a lot of magicians coming out of that shop. So there's that. I, I wish the internet could have just seen the face that I made. It was, it was beautiful when he said he doesn't like magicians. It was like, it wasn't necessarily throwing shade, but it was just like a guys, this guy. Like just imagine me making that face. Please. I just need it. It's a fitting response for, for most of his uh <laughs> words. Like you always kind of sentences. Like, this guy. Shut up. This, this guy, guy. Right here. Man, Shut I tell you. Um so you wanna you wanna take a break before we go to emails? Yeah, we're gonna answer your questions, your drunk emails. Do you guys wanna do shots? Uh, shots, no. shots, 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 Good, shots. Good, I don't shots, either. But shots. oh, we don't have to be drunk. They they had to be drunk when they yes. said the yeah. yeah, we don't have to be drunk to read them. <clears throat> but I mean, we can always just be drunk. I mean, true. Mm-hmm. All right, so we will be back after this short break. Take this job and shove it. 
email comes to us from an Onua. Oh, Thank you, Onua, for your question. And Onua writes, Dear PyCast crew, I never got around to asking for relationship advice, and I don't have any alcohol at the moment, so I figured I'd give this a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Fair shot. enough. I would like to become a self-published author at some point in the future. Obviously, I have to actually finish a book first, but what advice can you guys give me once I've accomplished that? I seriously have no goddamn clue what I'm doing, and that keeps me awake at night sometimes. Lastly, here's that dick pic you guys and gals seem to really want. And there's a picture of uh, Richard Nixon from Futurama. Yeah, that's really oh, nice. funny. Uh, Clever. Onua. Onua. Well, I think the first thing you should do is maybe write something. Uh, yeah. That's, if you're going to be a writer, as I'm learning myself, um, you really need to start d- developing a discipline to... Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Taking time out of every single day and um, giving yourself a certain amount of time to write. Mm-hmm. And uh, which I'm finding difficult to do because I don't I don't actually have that discipline to write. I have discipline to do other things like I am. I'm a Viking when it comes to binge watching Netflix. Um, I'll do that all day, but um, I won't write anything all day. But yeah, I mean, there's really no I mean, you know, people have written full books on how to write books and. There's whole college courses on how to be a novelist. So mm-hmm. there's no easy answer except you just got to write, you know, and figure that out for yourself ultimately. Mm-hmm. Although I will say this, um, Stephen King, uh, of all people, actually wrote a book and I'll put it in the show notes because I can't remember the title. But it's a, apparently it's, a, it's the most wonderful book about writing from a writer's point of view. And I highly recommend that you read it because uh, it's on my reading list and I'm going to read it as well. But look for it in the show notes. That's my two cents. What do you got? Uh, Rachel? Oh, uh, what I would suggest uh, when embarking on something that you maybe don't have a lot of knowledge or information on, uh, reach out uh, on websites like Meetup and see if there are like writing salons and other people involved in the field that you can consult with uh see if any of them are self-published or what they do to get their work seen um i know that self-publishing is um a lot easier now that we live in a in a very digital age uh but i would i would recommend reaching out to others in in this field uh definitely like take work you have to salons and see what can be said or done about the work specifically but it's also a good idea to to meet and greet and network and see who knows what i mean that's yeah that's kind of that's a great idea what you it's a good step you know because writing is a thing but networking is another thing and i think that the more people you know the more avenues you have to gain access into the world of self self-publishing uh and also i mean if you have if you actually have material and you're looking to actually get it published if that's the question um then i would i would recommend looking into amazon create space um which is i've, I've been looking it over for projects that i'm working on and it is uh by far the most user-friendly and uh easiest method to self-publish books and get them sold on Amazon. Uh, and it's really inexpensive and actually really quite wonderful. There's a, I mean, I know so many people who self-publish on, on Amazon Create Space. It's, it's kind of nuts that I didn't hear about it before. So, um, But I hope that helps. That's Yeah. I got nothing, you guys. That's 
really solid advice. Oh. Uh, and <laughs> Onua, when you do publish something, please let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, I'd love to read it. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 pl- we'll plug the shit out of it if it's good. If it's not good, uh, you'll never hear us talk about it ever again. You know what? If it's not good, we'll just be like, Onua wrote something. Go Onua, and that'll be it. Because <laughs> you should be uh, supported and celebrated no matter what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And just because we don't like something doesn't mean it's good or bad. It just means it maybe didn't jibe with us. Yeah. Who cares? But, do your uh, thing, Do your Onua. thing. Do your thing. Right. And do it a lot. And do yeah. it all that's, the time. That's the key. You just yeah. have you to do it a lot. Doing. Anyway. And if, and if you have a hard time uh, oh. getting those uh, books published, uh, try making them rhyme and then set them to uh, looped drums and then sell them as records. Yeah. That's a way to go. Sure. Yeah. It's worked for you. That's barely. (laughs) Or find a way to uh, compartmentalize them into 140 characters a piece and then just tweet it. (laughs) Because apparently people think that that's publishing. Uh, Yeah. There you go. Solid advice. Boom. Look at it. We knocked that one out of the park. Thanks, Anua. Thank you, Anua. All right. Next email. Uh, do, Do you want me to handle this? Get it. This is from one E. Jackson. Uh, and it goes, hey, Schaefer, Rachel, and Lugo. Uh, I've been very busy. I've been very into theater since I was a kid. More specifically, behind the scenes of theater and lighting. Starting when my mom took me to show, uh, to a showing of Cats, the musical. Uh, I've been trying to get into more and more professional theater lately. And I know that's what I want to do in life. So my question is this. My family insists on my going to college and that I will need that experience to get into professional theater. I'd like to point out that no one else in my family has ever done anything related to theater. But I don't think I need to put myself through the struggle of college and mass amounts of debt to really take, uh, uh, take of in the world of professional theater. In short, do I really need to go to college to get a good job in theater or can I just work my way up with enough experience in actual theaters? Sorry for writing such a long email, and I'm still not entirely sure if you were serious when you asked people to send you career <laughs> advice, but thanks for listening anyway. E. Jackson. Um, I think that's a subject that we all know something about. Sure. Um, who wants to chime in first? Because I have so many thoughts. It's arguable how much one's undergraduate degree lends to their career path. True. One thing that it does do is it gives you uh, credibility and gives you opportunity. Yeah. Um, because you will have studied somewhere and worked with other people. And I mean, an incredibly valuable set of skills comes with that alone. Yes. Yes. Maybe the, the degree that you get and the debt that goes with that does, isn't going to necessarily guarantee you a job. But there's going to be uh, so many more opportunities available for you if you are if you do seek some kind of formal education. Yeah, I think, yes. I think to, to second what Schaefer just said, uh, again, like I don't know if a four year college degree and that debt is necessary or not. I can't really speak to that, but you do need training and acting is not the kind of work where you get on the job training. Um, well, he, he says he would like to do more behind the scenes theater Oh, rather than yeah, he rather says than more the specifically acting? behind the scenes of theater, like yeah, lighting. Then you're you're still gonna need you're still gonna need training because there's only so much that you can learn on your own on your own in and I don't know what kind of theater you're yeah. in, but I'm imagining it's a community theater. I can't imagine it's a professional mm-hmm. union house. Um, you know, I I mean it's 
there, there's so much about the craft of theater that I would, I, it would, it would be in your best interest to get training. Where you get that training, I guess, is entirely up to you. Mm-hmm. The easiest way to do that is university. Um, but I mean, I suppose there's a way to apprentice. I mean, as, you know, you kind of like go to a professional theater and then beg someone to, for an internship. Yeah. Um, where you apprentice under someone, you know, I get, I think that's a way to go. Yeah. But I don't think those are are easier to come by than say you come to a theater with a with a degree somewhere and a working resume in a college professional theater mm-hmm. and say, hey, I just spent the past four years creating this, 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 and this, and this. Hire me rather than, hey, I really, really want to do this. Hire me. So I don't know. I mean, really, that's a personal choice. Um, you know, I'm, I've, I'm more on the stage and in front of the camera experience. So I don't really know much about technical theater, uh, mm-hmm. other than when I did it, it was really hard. Yeah. Uh, I would like to draw from my own, uh, experience. I went to a four year college and got a theater degree. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so proud of that. Um, no, it, it I I'm going to be the advocate for university. That's ah. that's where I'm going to stand. And here is why. When I was in in university, I spent my summers doing internships. You have the opportunity and if you if you are in a university, your your professors are going to help you find ways to to get work and when you're getting those internships, you're Again, I'm going to bring it back to networking, um, and it's a it's a good in. I mean, if you if you're worried about debt, find a school that's affordable, maybe one that'll offer you grants. Uh, uh, I I went to university for four years and I left debt free because I went to a really cheap school, um, but I did spend my summers interning and I got all of my equity points doing that. So, I I'm a big advocate, and also that way you have what seems like a meaningless piece of paper really isn't because you have a degree and while you're trying to get your technical lighting jobs you have a background that you can show to your quote unquote like muggle jobs and that's that's always a boon i'm i'm a big fan of universities that's that's where i stand on it um because university did a lot of great things for me and i met a lot of wonderful humans interning and a lot of great people in my program um and it gave me a lot of tools and I had to do behind the st- like behind the scenes stuff even though I was performance focused so I was hanging lights and learning about gobos and I was doing soundboard and it's I think it's just a really if you find a, if you find a university that you really love then definitely go for it but if you just kind of want to like knock it out and just like get that shit going pick pick like a, a, a less expensive university because there is a way to go to school and get out debt free because I did it Ma'am. Boom. That's how. That's... I think we are, are universal on that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's not the word I want. We are unanimous. 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 Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, unanimous in the in sense that get, get training. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Whatever, whatever that training means to you, yeah. get because the training. Especially if you want to go into like something that's a technical skill. Like, I mean, right. I could have just not gone to university and just been like, I'm going to move to New York at 19 and be an actor. And I probably would have been an actor now. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, on <laughs> on paper, I did get a lot of experience, and I did network very well. 
and I did intern <laughs> in my summer times and I and I'm and I'm glad and that was a really great like boon for me in terms of how to get shit done that's my two cents bless you Lugo the Lugatron 600 uh, it's got a few uh, allergy a uh, couple kinks couple yeah yeah they, they they worked it out with the, the yeah. later models, but uh, yeah. this, is, this is the 600. Yeah. I feel like there's probably an update that needs to be <laughs> am I, installed. Am I a Ridley Scott replicant? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so you take the next one. Jay Matchett writes in, just listen to episode 30. So you said you wanted career questions. I got one or two for you. What do you think is the best way to approach a manager about a raise or most entertaining way? And is it kind of a dick move to make programs to eliminate both yours and your coworkers' jobs in a bid to hasten our future robot overlords' rise to power? <laughs> I might submit a drunken question tomorrow evening. Do not have time tonight. Signed, Jay Matchett. I was wondering. Uh, I read the email and I was like, why is there not another question? Uh, oh, he, he didn't have enough time tonight. Right. Yeah. So, uh, oh, so well, what, he's got what two are questions we? on here. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. He will. He was. He was gonna go out uh, the, the following evening. No, I get it. I get and he, it. Pro- you know, he probably had more fun than than we have. So he didn't think about us. So uh, Jay Matchett, uh, the best way to get a raise is to just look your boss in the eye and say, "Look here, dick hole, give me my fucking money." To some degree, Lugo's right about this. <laughs> Because here's the thing. If you go to a manager and you say, I want to raise. I've been here a long time. uh, Smitty in the warehouse got a raise and he hasn't been here quite as long. Jeremy gets raises all the time. Where's where's my raise? I deserve it. Now, if if your manager doesn't give you that raise, then you're going to have to make a decision if you can keep working there. Because if you keep working there after making that demand, then you've taught them that they can get away with not treating you well. Because True. You're, they're being reinforced. If you're going to really go and ask for a raise, you, you, you kind of have to. It. You kind of have to go in with a nothing to lose kind of attitude. Yeah. yeah. Because if they're not going to give it to you, then you're a dick for staying. So I would say one of your best bargaining chips is to go find another job. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> go interview. Mm-hmm. Find somebody who's interested and come in and tell your boss, "Oh, uh, this other company is courting me, and they're going to be offering me this much more." That is probably the most successful way to get a raise because it's it's cheaper for them to give you the raise than it would be to take the time and the energy to train somebody else to do what you're doing mm-hmm. you know uh because just out of convenience they don't want to have to just deal with having to bring somebody on new so um yeah i guess <laughs> i was making a joke but no schaefer i think schaefer you 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 nailed it yeah I feel that the best way to get a raise is to create a sense of fear, overwhelming (laughs) threat of pain and fear. Just make it hazardous for your boss. Uh, yeah, don't do that. If you just cold, you just (laughs) see your boss and just cold sweat, just break out on them. That's what you need to do. If, if if your boss and uh, then blow him in 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 oh his, in his 
Holy shit. That if, went, I've, guys, that I've never had a job that, that did raises, so I don't know. If, if your boss's office, uh, if he or she has pictures of his or her family on the wall, when you go in and ask for a raise, do not make eye contact with the boss. Just stare at the photos of their family. <laughs> that's, that's a really good-looking family you have there, Mr. Jones. It'd be a real shame if no, something had to happen. You don't to even them. have to say anything like that. That's that <laughs> takes it over the top. You can just stare at the picture and be like, "I feel like I deserve a little bit more money for what I'm doing." Then just like take your thumb and just like caress one of the faces <laughs> oh man ever so gently oh man this question got real south real fast well we were kind of uh, not snarky and so well he also has a second question on yeah. here um and is it which i i didn't really understand when i read is it, it kind of a dick move to make programs to eliminate both yours and your co-workers jobs in a bid to hasten our future robot overlords rise to power. Oh, I get Rachel it. Rachel Shank. I think that it is self-sabotaging. Not necessarily a dick move, but maybe think about it in the future when you are creating a program that does your job for you better than you do. It, I, don't, it, I don't know if it's a dick it's move. Al- it's almost, this is almost like a, like, a, like a sci-fi quandary kind of question yeah. where it's like, is innovation going to destroy us and is it shitty of us to innovate are we are we playing god against ourselves so this is a heavy question actually yeah it, it kind of is it's kind of like Cronenberg first i was like i was like oh is it a dick move only because you're you're feeling uh, empathy for your coworker? <laughs> yeah because it said you and your your coworkers' yeah. jobs i don't know i mean yeah write the program that eliminates your coworker's job and then feel bad for them but then take credit for writing the program, and then you will get some sort of cushy office. Ooh. There you go. And you never have to innovate ever again. That's the story of what go. happened to one Jebediah Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> of the Cincinnati Skynets. Uh, and generations mm. of his bloodline will continue to do great things, innovations in technology. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next email. Oh wait! Can I just say I would oh. I would like for Jay Matchett to read the Velt, and uh, that should answer your question. Find it in the show notes. Our next email is has the subject line "Drunk Emails." Oh yes, nice. I, know, I was hoping we'd get at least one. It comes to us from a K Wise. Hi, Schaefer and Lugo and Rachel. I am inebriated right now. Proud. What is the best way to tell your boss that he's being an asshole right now and everyone is starting to get really irritated with it? I love you, KY. I love you too, KY. KY's, you're you you win right now because uh, you're drunk think, and you asked a work question. I think the best way to do it is exactly how you typed it. Yeah. It's like, hey, you're an asshole and nobody likes you. Yeah, specifically the part about how you're inebriated. Wait till you're drunk and then tell your boss that. Yeah. Because you don't give a uh, oh, uh, you don't. You disagree with? Oh, I mean, that's really funny. Do it because it's funny. If you're looking for a great story, but yeah, I mean, if you don't want to work anymore, that's that's the fastest way to do it. I think you should uh, you should get a a group of your coworkers because if everyone is getting annoyed with it, maybe y'all could like come together and approach your boss and be like, hey. Maybe 
stop being such a dick. I guess it kind of depends on what kind of a job it is. Because if it's yeah. a job that actually has like a human resource person. Maybe then, go to HR, yeah. Yeah, you go to HR. And then you uh, you and all of your coworkers do it like through the channels. And you go through HR and you say, hey, our boss is a dick. Please tell him to stop being a dick. It yeah. also depends on what kind of a dick your boss is. Yeah. Like if he if he insists that everybody can only take a 20-minute lunch break, he takes a long one. Well, that's one thing. But yeah. if he's like... Throwing, you know, like, knives. He's throwing <laughs> knives at you all day long. Well, then you should probably contact. I mean, that's a that's a problem somebody. if your job does not involve having knives thrown at you. Right. If you are, if you're the girl on the spinny wheel and someone's throwing knives at you, you can't really be mad about. Also, K wise, if you're at a job where somebody's throwing your knives at you, throwing knives at you, congratulations. Everybody has one of those jobs in their life. It's true. And so yeah. you're getting yours out of the way. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's going to be a great story. Um. But yeah, also, uh, what did, I, please, please reread this in your sobriety and, and, and send us a follow up sober and tell us what you did. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I want to, I, I want to, I actually want to, I want to know how this one turns I'm, out. I'm curious as to whether or not you actually go through with telling him things. Yeah. I think I, that, I, I, think I need more details. Honestly. Yeah, I think, yeah, I do too. I think, I think the, the best idea though that, that Rachel said was just start polling your coworkers and see how many other people are, are sick of his assholery. Yeah. And, or her and, assholery. I mean, and I start, know. and then stand united. Form a posse. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. lynch And then lynch him. Shut up. I said lynch him. Oh. <laughs> Five it up. Five it up. Damn. You guys just uh, high-fived the word lynchum. Yeah. Oh, that's two words. Yeah. Yeah. But still. Still. Um, That's what posses do. Yeah. Uh, No, that's... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Old West movies. I know I, how it I, works. I, 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, on behalf of the Epic Pie Cat, I apologize for that one. It was maybe a bit too far. Yes, it was. Um, holy shit. Our next email comes from one G. Roberts from Bristol, UK. Ooh. I, think, I, didn't, I didn't know we had any UK listeners. Um, well, I think the, uh, uh, the sweet young man who wanted to know to go to college or not is from the UK, too, because he said mum. Oh, well, I, that doesn't, that, that isn't particularly conclusive. I, I read it that way, too. Yeah. Really? I didn't. I got really excited. Now I'm curious. Maybe I want to, you know what? Send us emails. Tell us, tell us where you're from. I want to get a nice poll of our demographic. Mm-hmm. And we'll make um, a map. We'll make a map. Yes. An infographic. Yeah. Uh, and this one starts, hey there, epic pie crew. Um, I'm not much of a drinker, so, uh, so hope a sober career question is okay with you all. Uh, I have quite a tedious maths-based job with an electric company. I don't hate it or anything, and the pay is pretty good. I just find it pretty boring, and I find it pretty boring and fulfilling. I, I, it probably means unfulfilling. unfulfilling. I find it pretty boring and unfulfilling. Um, I do well in my performance reviews, and my boss tells me uh, she can see me having a long career with the company. I don't know if I should play it safe and stay there or look for something I find more fun. I'm not really a creative type like you guys, so this isn't a, uh, uh, I want to quit my job to concentrate on my art thing. I just thought I'd end up doing something more fun. Do you think I should look for something else, or is this, in your opinion, standard just turn 30 whining? Uh, Big thanks for your shows. I look forward to it at the end of every month. 
G. Roberts, Bristol, UK. Aw, G. Roberts. We look forward to hearing from you. Absolutely. Thanks for writing in, first of all. Yes, thank um, you. This is, this is tough. Um, well, here's the thing. I'm a big proponent of doing the thing of of doing the thing you love rather than doing the thing for money. Um, whether, and you know, and maybe I'm coming from a place of... Rationalization? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, because I, mean, I am a creative type and maybe, maybe, and maybe that's, maybe I'm confusing my, confusing my passion with practicality. But I think if you're going to be doing something and you're going to be doing that thing for the rest of your life, you should probably enjoy doing it and be fulfilled by it. Um, and so, but I don't know if the problem is with what he's doing versus with where he is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, I, I, you know, I don't know if the company is boring and unfulfilling or the work that you're doing is boring and unfulfilling. Because um, those are two separate problems. Because if it's the company, then that's a simple fix. Just find a different company that has a, an atmosphere that's more conducive to you uh, I think it's the work. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I don't pretty think sure he, it's I don't, the work. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a matter of I want to stay. This this field is where I want to be, and yeah, this, I think this it's, company's this wrong. Is, it's, it's just the, I, the work is dull. I yeah. Um, mm. Then, yeah, then my, my very biased two cents is find something that you love doing and do that. You're, uh, you surely have some sort of uh, passion outside of work. I mean, you say you're not a creative person, but you have to do something. The thing is that if a place that you find boring and unfulfilling is somewhere that you're going to spend 40 hours a week is a lot of your time. And a mm-hmm. lot of your life. Yeah. yeah. To, you be, know. to be unhappy. Yeah. Yeah, to be unfulfilled. And it's, um, I don't recall who said this, but if you find the job you love, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Yeah. And, that, and that's that's sound advice. I mean, you may need to alter your personal definition mm-hmm. of what yeah. fulfillment is because it may not look the way you think it should look. You may have to change your uh, understanding of what the word job means, too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really, it, it depends on so many factors. And this is a personal choice that you're going to have to sort of wrestle with. And yeah, part of it is like I just turned 30 and I'm blah, like that's also a part of it but i think ultimately you have to figure out how to be happy mm-hmm. and if what you're doing is not making you happy then yeah of course do something else but that's a very pat answer to a more complicated issue yeah um what i can recommend just like the most pragmatic option stay where you are Go on websites like Indeed. Type in ideas that you have for jobs that you like. Research jobs. Maybe one will call to you in a certain way. Like you don't have to make this decision right now. And it can always just be something that you're you're thinking about and you're toying yeah. with. And maybe something will pop up that just really catches your eye. And you're like, I would really like to do that particular job. How do I get involved with that? There was a moment in my life where I was like, I'd really like to be a paralegal. And I was like looking up how to be a paralegal. And then that didn't really work out. And I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, I think you're in a really good position because you obviously have job security. They love you there. Yeah. Um, so you actually have, and time is actually on your side. Yeah. Um, I would recommend, there's a great book called What Color Is My Parachute? And it's, I think every year there's a new updated version and it's a part book, part work book that really uh, uh, 
really sort of opens up uh, the possibility of asking questions about what it is you actually enjoy doing in life and then pairing that up with actual jobs you can do in the world. I want that book. Um, a friend of mine read the book and went from this soul-sucking corporate job as a as an administrative assistant, not even a, not even a high one, like a low level administrative assistant, and then she turned her life around and and went back to school and got her degree in library sciences, and now she's a librarian for a museum. She's she's like the the archivist for a museum, and she loves it there. That's really cool. Um, so yeah. it, it really kind of boils down to like you're gonna have to do research. Um, soul searching. You're going to have to do some soul searching and you're going to have to ask yourself some really tough, tough questions. Mm -hmm. But the good news is that A, time is on your side. You're still a young man. And, uh, uh, or I'm assuming it's a man. You're still a young person. And, um, and you have a job where you can kind of like sit in until you answer the question for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and also, I want to I want to follow up email from you too. Yeah. I want to know what yeah. it is you actually oh, end up doing. I'm so invested in you your know? careers, um, friends. Yeah, I'm so invested in all oh, of my, my listeners now. Ones. Uh, this that was a really great question. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting because that actually happened to me because I was on uh, an actor's path. Like I was going to be an actor. Like I I was doing the whole hustling for for stage gigs and doing all the training and all the voice and speech stuff. And then one day I just realized that I was not fulfilled by it at all. And I was not having any fun. And so I just stopped. I stopped and then I doubled down on the whole magic thing. Luckily, I mean, I didn't do a lot of whole search, whole search, whole lot of research or soul searching because it was something I was already doing anyway. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of doubled down on the other thing I was doing. So I got lucky in that respect. But um, yeah, no, it can be scary. And it can be, you know, a really troubling time. But I think in the long run, you're going to be happier. Yeah. So. Thought shape. Do what they told you to do and then follow up with us. <laughs> I mean, I know I, I'm all too familiar with with uh, unhappy job complacency. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten to a point where I've just not invested too much uh, emotionally or, 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 or many hopes into most of my day jobs. Right. That um, I've accepted that, that there's a certain amount of tedium and monotony and soul sucking that, is, yeah. that comes along with them. But I find all kinds of fulfillment from this other thing that I do where I shout nursery rhymes at drunks. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. But that's like, yeah, I can I, I can kind of reconnoiter that. Yeah, I found it a lot easier to do a job that isn't necessarily my my cup of tea. If I'm yeah. if I'm if I'm spending the time that I'm not doing that, doing something I love doing. Which is why, yeah, this this yeah, I guess, this, I guess yeah. that's the that's the other option, right? Like you can keep the job that you're good at but hate. Yeah. But all but then but then you need a hobby, a thing that you do when yeah. you're not at work that brings you a great sense of joy to sort of offset it, you know? Um, Yeah, I mean, there's there's, the good news is that you have options. You have so many options. You have so many options available to you. You're very lucky. Um, Yeah, just ultimately find what makes you happy and then do that. Yeah. And we might recommend that you look into the Epic PyCast internship program. (laughs) It's done wonders for me. Uh, uh, and I think we've got, well, we're up to our, we got our last email? Yes. All right, go ahead. Uh, this one comes from an L. Parkhurst. 
Dear PyCast hosts, thank you so much for answering my question in February's episode. You guys asked for an update, and I'm happy to say the guy and I figured things out a few months ago and recently moved in together. Also, if we do get married, I would love to hire the PyCast. I would even bake pies and other sweets. Y'all are amazing. L. Parkhurst. Oh, my oh. God. I love I this one. If you recall from the romance, uh, from the Loveline episode, yeah. uh, uh, L. Parkhurst had, had written to us, had written to us, and because she had been seeing somebody and been spending a lot of time with them and was, there was concerned about involved, saying, uh, saying, involved, yeah, there were, yeah, his he, children, yes. his children involved. And yeah, two, but her partner two had. Little, two little girls, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they'd spent some holidays together and she was concerned about saying, I love you and it being mm-hmm. too soon. And we said, F that noise. Yeah. This man loves you. Get in there. Just tell him. Get Shout it from there. the rooftops. Yeah. And so this was the update that we we requested and we received. L oh, Parker's that I, is congratulations. That absolutely warms my heart to mm-hmm. hear. This this makes this email makes me so happy. I know. This is this is I could I couldn't have I couldn't have hoped for better news. Yeah. Uh um super congrats Just, to you. Uh yeah. Uh, um, uh, Ms. Parkhurst, yeah. I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't be happier for you. And now, um, uh, I want to know is when you're going to propose to him. Yes. And uh, when you're going to hire us. Yes. That's all. That's... I know now, what does one hire us for? Well, color we, commentary. Well, the Epic Podcast <laughs> has a mul- has 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 multiple options yeah. of the nuptial and wedding variety. Yeah, Go I on. mean, I um, we are well, we could actually uh, be uh, 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 what, what's the word? Um, o- officiate. Uh, thank you. We could we could actually officiate the wedding. Yes, uh, we could color Nelson commentate. Schaefer uh, the wedding have legal. We could also to do that. Uh, uh, be entertainers at the wedding in some capacity. How about mm-hmm. Rachel officiates? Right. What? I don't have a thing. Can I? That's an get well, that you on might the as well. We all all three. All of three. Us. That's an internet thing. <gasps> so internet and twenty five bucks. You'll be fine. Okay, and and we'll find out what the rules are in El Parker State. Maybe you're. Uh, um, and then I, I don't know. We'll do. Like inter- red carpet interviews. When yeah. The, when the guests show up in the parking lot. Red carpet interviews. Absolutely. Yeah. Hi. Whose grandmother are you and who are you wearing this evening? Yes. And then we will uh, form the wedding band. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Uh, uh, we could. We could also DJ. We could. Uh, yeah, we could DJ. Oh we, my god! Uh, there's a lot oh, of things man, we could do. Oh man, my DJ set's gonna be off the hazard. No, it's uh, not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, you're gonna show up, and you say this, but if you actually got booked to ho- to do like a DJ gig, yeah, you would show up and you just start like. I have a playlist. Uh, I have a playlist. I have a playlist. four <laughs> songs, but if you have an internet connection, there's a bunch of songs on YouTube that I like. No, no, yeah. no. I would, I would, I would do it up. I would do digital turntable. It'll be uh, great. It'll be great. It would be also. I just. I just want to be paid in pie. That's really why I'm kind of pitching I am the kind epic of pie. Serious. Guy. What I'm asking though is like, what would you hire us to do? I know. There are so many things we could do. So many things. I mean, above and beyond just being officiates. I mean, we are multi-talented people. We can do all kinds of things. Yeah. I can. I can do one. I can do a few things. I can. I can do maybe three things. Maybe three. Two and a half. Uh, L. Parkhurst. (laughs) As flattered as we are that you would want to hire us for your wedding. Our rates are so cheap. We are so affordable. 
Uh, we will be there in a New York second. Or you could have let me finish my sentence. No, because no, because you're about to poo-poo and tell her to go hire somebody else. No, I was going to say I would love it if we just got an invitation. Oh. <sighs> yeah, that would I, be My better. heart is sad now because I, I mean that. I mean that. Like, I would love it. If, if this works out and you guys do get hitched, I will send you my address and I want an invitation to your wedding. You know what we could do? <gasps> we oh do? my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I think I know do? what you're thinking. We could go. We, if we could go to El Parker's wedding. Yeah. Yes. We could go to the reception. Yeah. And we could set up a table. Yeah. Where we will record an episode of the Epic Podcast. Live and there. We'll record it there. Yeah. And then we'll, um, we'll ask all of your wedding guests to, uh, we'll have them pose us relationship and love questions <laughs> so that they can find love just like Elle Parkhurst and her book. I feel like we're oh. little I feel like we're little cupids, guys. Oh. I'm so happy. Uh yeah. yeah. This actually restores we, my faith in in humanity. Could we could also help you propose if you wanted. Oh my god. Oh, we could plan the fuck out oh, of a we'll, stunt proposal. I, I will we will plan the best stunt proposal in the world. Flash mob. Just go with me. It's crazy. <laughs> It'll be magic and rappers and ukuleles. Snowboards and helicopters and alligators. Yeah. Yep. Uh, flash pots. Cosplays. Skiv piglets. <laughs> what the fuck is a The banana derby. The was, banana derby. You just got caught. Oh, the moment. banana the derby. The banana derby. Do you know what the banana derby is, Luca? Do you no. know? <gasps> What's the banana oh, derby? the banana derby. Lay it on him. The banana derby is a traveling attraction that uh-huh. is a derby of dogs ridden by monkeys. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Let's I do this. I got on the internet. And I, was I like, will propose for you. The banana derby. I will derby. Cyrano de Bergerac the fuck out of that proposal. Banana derby in the show notes. Uh, Look it up. It's insanity. Wowzers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I actually got invited to a couple of weddings this summer. Me too. I never get invited to anything, and I'm actually really shocked that I got invited. I did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm stoked. I'm stoked for those um, weddings. I can't go to one because I'm actually going to be out of town, Me too. which is unfortunate. Um, but I I don't have I any. I don't have a reliable time. excuse for the other one, so I guess I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that, wish we could have broadcast. <laughs> That expression. Um, uh, so uh, there's one other email. Do you want to address it? Yeah. You, yeah, you, you pick it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, last month we got an email from uh, a listener, uh, one uh, TWBB, mm-hmm. um, who misfired a joke, um, which I was – Probably, which was intended to be uh, a, a good-natured ribbing, but actually ended up being mean. And we, uh, uh, Rachel addressed it uh, last month, and yeah. and uh, and uh, TWBB wrote a a uh, very lovely apology um, yes. email. And so uh, we at the Epic Podcast just want to say apology accepted. And um, no harm done. All water under the bridge. No hard feelings. No hard None. feelings. Um, and uh, and you know, I just hope uh, I just hope we can just move forward from here and let bygones be bygones. Um, so uh, and the the email was very earnest and very sincere. And uh, we here at the Epic Podcast, thank you very much for doing so. 
oh yes. my god it's all like springs in the air we're talking yeah. about love and conflict yeah. resolution it just yeah. feels so sunny and optimistic mm-hmm. I for feel, the dawning I feel... of a new day yes. and at TWBB if if we are in the same room together anytime soon I would love to give you a hug Aww. I offer that Aww. I don't question. I don't like touching people but otherwise I'm, I would I'm, offer I'm I think I'm the toucher of the group so yeah. you can go through me for all your hugging needs um I think that's it I think we nailed it yeah let's let's do some let's do some plugs and get the fuck out of here we uh what what do you people got and yeah. I guess what we talk about May Ultimately. Yes, May. 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 Um, my new analog planner doesn't make as much noise as my old one, and I miss it. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to go first. Okay. Uh, okay. On May fourth, uh, the Tank Theater is holding a um, their annual um, benefit drive uh, to raise funds for uh, for the programming for next year. It's going to be a big shindig, um, lots of muckety mucks, and it's going to be at, a, at the Producers Club, which is this fancy, fancy um, uh, membership club for actors in the city. But it's like it, it was once owned by uh, Edwin Booth, uh, John Wilkes Booth's brother, and it's got this uh, long, long history. And um, I'm actually going to, be, going to be performing a magic set there. So if you want information on that, um, visit my website or my Facebook for all of the details. Um, on May 5th, uh, uh, listeners of the show will remember Killy Dwyer uh, was a guest here. Um, she has invited me to be on her basic cable TV show. I did that. It's fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, she wants me to do magic and stuff. So I'm going to be on TV, yo, but on New York basic cable. And we don't call it that. What do we call it? I don't remember. All right. Well, I'm going to be on television. Uh, hopefully you'll be able to get it wherever you are. And I will give you all the details then. Uh, on May 9th, um, Epic Win Burlesque is back. The... The, the, Gasp! What? I know. From the uh, apparently, Schaefer found a Lazarus pit and brought this thing kicking and screaming back to life for one and one night only, and it's called Batman Burlesque. Uh, it is not called that. It's not called Batman Burlesque. <laughs> the show is called Epic Win Burlesque presents. Holy shit! Batman Forever. That's there's a, an that's ellipses before forever. That's a by the way. Um, and uh, uh, Schaefer was kind enough to put this together because May 10th is my birthday, Hooray! and I'm going to be celebrating it this year. Unlike any other year where I actively ignore it. Um, uh, what else? Uh, May 14th, um, I'm going to be doing a storytelling show in Brooklyn called Say What, uh, uh, run by my dear friend uh, Morgan. Um, and uh, for details of that visit my website and that's all I got for me oh and I might be in the steampunk world's fair but I don't know yet Uh, on Friday May 1st I will appear in an after party at a hacker convention called HushCon East. Ooh. Having an after party at Littlefield in Brooklyn I will be performing on a bill with Rappers Dual Core and MC Frontalot. That's on the that's on the first? That is on Friday, May first. Ooh, I'm going to Littlefield in Brooklyn. I'm going to that too. Rap 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 rap. Rappity rap. rap raps. On Saturday, May 9th, I will be appearing in and co-hosting <laughs> Epic Win Burlesque's 
rise from the grave as we present <laughs> holy shit dot 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 batman forever a birthday party for nelson lugo at the tank theater in nyc true on friday may 15th i will appear at dead sexy at a horror themed bar called Times scare in Times square i will be doing raps I will be doing raps. I will also be undressing. Oh. So find yourself there. Fancy. On Tuesday, May 19th, I will be hosting Rabbit Hole Productions Presents Love, Sex, and Death, a burlesque tribute to dark romance at the Parkside Lounge in New York City. I think that's the only burlesque show I'm actually going to attend this year. Because it's just, because the title's Love, Sex, and Death? Yeah. And those are, yes, yeah. they're relevant to your interests. Uh, well, then you will be happy to know that you will also have an opportunity to see me take my clothes off there. I don't need a show. That's That happens all willy-nilly with you around. That's n- I have never... All right. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> On Sunday, May 3rd, Raunchy and Risqué returns to the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City. You still doing that? Yeah, it was on hiatus for a month. We, okay. we were doing a thing. Um, that's a late night comedy show with burlesque. I might be hosting it as Charles. I might be hosting it as Rachel. I don't know. Come find out. Fuck it. Who cares? I do what I want. Whoa. On Saturday, May 9th, I will be debuting for... The first time ever, an act on the epic win burlesque stage. It has never happened. I will be at the risen from the grave <laughs> epic win burlesque production of Epic Win Presents Holy Shit Batman Forever, a birthday tribute to Nelson Lugo. I will be there as Rachel. It's gonna be weird. <laughs> Hey, can we can we kill Epic Win again right after the show? Can yeah. we just stab like, it in effigy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Like set fire. Yeah. To this, it. This isn't coming back. No, this is it's like not. A, this is this okay. is a one-off return for your birthday. This okay. is not going yeah. to continue to be no. an ongoing burlesque show. Again. Okay. Good. So we're not I'm, in that business anymore. No. Okay. Good. I'm debuting, and I'm killing a show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bam. I want to stab it in the heart with a chaos shard. On Sunday, the 17th, will be another raunchy risque, the late night show at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City. Oh, two City. in one month. Yeah, we do, we do them twice a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, For yeah. some reason, that was a monthly. Then on Friday, the 22nd, raunchy risque is doing a trial run show at the New York Comedy Club in Manhattan. Ooh. It's going to be a late, late, late show. So come check us out. We, when you say late, 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 what, uh, what time is that? Like 11. 11.45. Okay. Details to follow. We're still we're still hammering that out. Um, and any Tuesday of the month, if you feel the need, I'm at <laughs> The Dump, which is an open mic storytelling show at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City. So if you want to come hear me tell stories about what a horrible human I am, then that's the place to be. I would Bam. imagine you have uh, one story that you I... tell over and over and over again. There's, I mean, I'm not perfect, guys. As much as, as much as we like to believe it, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a flawed individual, and I've got stories to tell about it. All right, I think that's it. Are we done? I, 
Yeah? Let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the Epic Piecast, episode 31. I have been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. And I have been your other, other host, Rachel Shank. Be safe, internets. Did you know when George Lucas was mixing the American Graffiti soundtrack, he numbered the reels of films starting with an R and numbered the dialogue starting with a D. Sound designer Walter Murch asked George for reel 2, dialogue 2, by saying R2-D2. George liked the way that sounded so much, he integrated that into another project he was working on. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Epic Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, our loyal listener. So send us your feedback, love mail, hate mail, dick pics, and recipes to epicpiecast at gmail.com. But seriously, don't send us dick pics. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes or like and follow us on SoundCloud. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. We done? What are you recording now? The stinger. Oh, oh yeah, we're just gonna. <laughs> Is this? Oh, dude, I just, I was clever for like almost two hours. I can't, I can't be. I'm. I'm well, really, guys. I mean, the episode was almost two hours. Really, yeah. really. Scientifically, really, you didn't talk for the full two hours. So really, she's right. You were clever for maybe a third of it. No. And I, maybe and maybe a third of the third. That's of gen- it. I would say maybe I said one funny thing. You said one really funny thing. And yes. that's it. <laughs> yes, you did. It was great. Yeah. Wait, what was it? <laughs>